Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, folks, before we talk to Buzz, let's talk about Omaha Steaks. Make home your favorite new restaurant this winter with Omaha Steaks delivered straight to your door. Have you ever wondered what makes Omaha Steaks so good? Well, it's the aging process, of course. Omaha Steaks are aged at least 21 days. That's where the magic happens. Try these mouth-watering steaks in the Butcher's Best Sellers package. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter the promo code VOICES into the search bar to save over 50% and secure exclusive pricing, Included in the Butcher's Best Sellers Package are four iconic tender butcher's cut filet mignons, four ultra-juicy burgers, four savory pork chops, four kielbasa sausages, four rich and decadent caramel apple tartlets, and so much more. In addition to getting more than 50% off, you also get four chicken breasts and four more of those delicious burgers for free. All you have to do is visit omahasteaks.com, type voices in the search bar to order the Butcher's Best Sellers Package today. Save over 50%, plus get four free chicken breasts and four burgers all from the company that's been bringing people together for over 100 years that's omahasteaks.com type voices in the search bar again omahasteaks.com and now let the cartoons begin recorded live in the usa covering the whole wide world right on this is the bob seska show presented by bubblegenius.com George, your phone's free hallelujah <laughs> hey, excuse me I, I was waiting here where well, i didn't see you I've been standing here for the last 10 minutes. I won't be long. Um, that's not the point. The point is, I was here first. Well, if you were here first, you'd be holding the phone. <laughs> you know, we're living in a society. We're supposed to act in a civilized way. Does she care? Does anyone ever display the slightest sensitivity over the problems of a fellow individual? No. No. A resounding no. Hey, sorry I took so long. Oh, that's okay, really. Don't worry. (laughs) Bob Seska. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. We live in a society, goddammit. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, February 16, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 28 of the Biden-Harris administration, 630 days until the 22 midterms, and oh my God, he's back. Holy shit, here we go. When you say buzz, he said a lot of things nobody else would say. When you say buzz... He's told a lot of jokes you'd hear on Father's Day. When you say buzz, you tell the world you want your podcast from the very best. There is no other guy who has done all of this. Because the king of news, he likes to reminisce. When you say buzz, Burbank, buzz, you've said it all. He's back. Where am I? What happened? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> this this was the longest week ever. <laughs> oh my god. Ooh. It's so oh, great. So man. great to have you back. I mean we you know we love Rocky Mountain Mike but 
No one, no one replaces you, my friend. Holy shit! Well, I, I don't know about that. I thought Rocky Mountain Mike did a great job. Yes, he did. Uh, yes, he did. Yeah, but it, I have been away for a while, so mm-hmm. we probably ought to do this. Uh, yep. He, he's Bob. I'm Buzz, and the CDC says you're safer when there's two of us. I, uh, as you know, I was away for a month and uh, was helping my folks into assisted living. And I, I learned something really interesting. Mm-hmm. At a certain age, you get to put your parents in jail. <laughs> if only we had known as kids. I know. Yeah. I, I, I have been gone so long, I've, I've lost track of the news. So uh, I, I've decided my new role on the show is Old Man Yells at Cloud. <laughs> That's perfect. Speaking of which, scientists have discovered an ancient conch shell. Maybe you saw this. Conch shell, okay. Yeah, a conch shell uh, that was used as a musical instrument 18,000 years ago. Yeah. And and they say it can still play a tune after 18,000 years. Wow. Oh, no, wait, wait, that's from an article about Rocky Mountain Mike. (laughs) I've been away for a while. I told him I'd get even for the... (laughs) Taste joke, and there it is. Yeah. All, all I can say is, well, Bob, I guess these people are more upset about my jokes than you are. The Bob Show. Well, we don't have a Rocky Mountain Mike song, so we're going to do this. Wow. He's, he's got COVID, so we're substituting here, right? Yeah, well, Mike. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket ass. Sing along. Welcome back to that same old that you laughed about Buzz Well the names <laughs> have all changed since you hung around Buzz But those dreams have remained and they've turned around Buzz Who'd have thought they'd lead ya Who'd have thought they'd lead ya Wait, wait, wait. I've got like five more things as fanfare. Oh, no. no, I'm kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was great. And I did notice uh, when you first played Mike's uh, When You Say Bud, Buzz song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought I heard Trump join in at one point. And, <laughs> you know, there was a drop in later, but <laughs> yes. he, sang, he sang along, didn't he? And yeah, I loaded this yeah. up. Buzz. I got that all set to go. Buzz. Bob. Buzz. Bob. Buzz. It's what we call a good mix. Hey, by the way, have we... Have we have we dragged him out of the White House yet? Is he still there? I have no. He's gone. Track. Some some things have happened oh, since man. you've been away, Buzz. I That's swear to God. The, the events, I was afraid. Yeah. I was afraid that would be the case. <laughs> Did you leave before or after the insurrection? I'm trying to remember. After when, after I, okay. I, after, I, after. I was able I was able to talk about the insurrection and. In retrospect, surprisingly well, uh, in my newscast that aired the day after the insurrection on right. January 7th was my last newscast before I was whisked away to Kansas. That's right, yeah. Uh, and uh, so I was able to report, and you know, it was fascinating to me uh, watching the impeachment trial, and I watched every minute of it. It was, mm-hmm. I, I would, despite the bad ending, the best impeachment trial that ever was. <laughs> Uh, yes. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. As far as impeachment bottom. trials go, A+. Plus. Oh, couldn't have been more entertaining <laughs> and, and, and informative. And what was interesting about it is that it confirmed a lot of things I had already said on January 7th. And I was yeah. really pleased that I was able to cover that before I blew town. Right. Uh, and, and so I, I felt very gratified about that. I, my final newscast is this week. I, I'm, I'm taking a <laughs> – this will shock everyone – I'm taking an optimistic spin uh, uh, for my final news. <laughs> okay, cast. good. Uh, and you know, yeah. it, it struck me the other day. I thought, oh man, after all these years of writing uh, just the awfulest stuff ever, mm. uh, I, can I even write something cheerful? Yeah. Can I? You know, and and as it turns out, I, I believe I have and I am, and uh, and I don't think it's a Pollyanna uh, outlook either. I, I think it's a pretty realistic. Uh, optimism that, yeah, that yeah. I will present in my final report, which is coming out Friday. I, I you know, I, I normally the show's on Thursday, and I thought, oh, you know, with this last one, I better give it a little extra time. And uh, then I finished up most of it yesterday. So. <laughs> That's amazing. I got you texted me. I was like, I'm done. And I said, Well, what the hell? What's going on with you? Is it speed? I, what are you doing? What are you doing? I will, there? Can I have well, some? I, I, whenever I'm inspired and the story is clear, 
uh, I can write very rapidly. And ah. so I was able to cover uh, uh, all the ground I wanted to cover. Now, I'm continuing. I'll uh, let everybody know I'm continuing to update it and expand it as, as the week goes on. Because so far it's much shorter than it was when what's his name was president. Uh, but but anyway, I, I hope everybody's looking forward to that. And, yeah, and yeah. I know some people are are sad about it, but I want to reemphasize that I'm going to be around. I'm going to be here uh, on the Bob Seska show. I'm going to be uh, ever present on social media. Great. And I will put out occasional things, specials. Mm-hmm. Uh, some will be special uh, news reports uh, in the field of, from the field of journalism. I, I also hope to do some entertainment programs uh, of, of various types I, that I, I hope will please me. Oh, that'll be great. That'll yeah. be great. And, you know, look, this past, I don't know how many weeks it's been since you departed for Kansas and then came back. It's like six weeks. It was six, like six weeks. weeks ago today. And, Jesus. And, you know, I, I left town thinking, oh, I'll be gone like five, seven days. Yeah, right, right. So this did not, nothing, and that's another big point I've learned is that nothing goes as planned. Well, uh, it, was, and- it was harrowing for you, and I, you know, I was ah. getting the, the play-by-play as we were going along here, but you know what? Right. I mean, for me, it was... It was harrowing to hear you go through that experience, but at the same time, it was also inspiring. And I think I mentioned that to you a couple of times because we're all at some point going to have to face exactly what you faced for this past six weeks. Well, and it's one of not those exactly. But well, yeah, maybe similar. not precisely, we, but close. a lot of us. Yeah. A lot of us do go through this. Yeah, and uh, gosh, I feel like I could almost teach a course on it now. Uh, <laughs> and and I'm really, I'm despite the the ugliness of the job, I guess I'm really really pleased with my handling of it. I I remained very zen during the whole thing, which uh, you know, I, sure I had my moments. Oh, I had my moments. <laughs> I but, can't even imagine. <laughs> well, it it was stressful, and yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. sometimes you would break down from the stress, and mm-hmm. sometimes you would uh, have a little flash of anger. But ninety nine point seven percent of the time. Uh, you know, I kept my cool and uh, kept a level head and did all the right things and did them in the right order and did them very quickly. And uh, I think a lot of people around me, a lot of people around my folks were surprised and pleased and impressed. And so I really, it was a very gratifying experience in the end. Yeah, I mean, you did all of the uh, the worst parts of dealing with elderly parents, but then on top of all of that, there was the element of COVID that you had to constantly be dodging, uh, you and Marsha, and just trying to circumnavigate around getting this virus, which you managed to miraculously avoid testing positive, which is just fantastic news on top of everything else. I, I was taught at a journal, as a journalist never to use the word miraculous because that implies <laughs> okay, sure but 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 you know what what else can you say about this mm-hmm. because of the exposure that we endured uh from both my stepmom and my dad yeah uh i mean i was taking his temperature we were giving them supplements uh we we were bringing them food and and taking their beverages and, and things when they were through with them uh we had you know, I carried my stepmom for crying out loud. We had solid contact with infected people, and uh, we got tested the next day, which was premature. But we were taking my dad to get him tested, and sure enough, he was positive. Nah. Uh, and and yeah. it, it, it's, as each day passed, it became clear that uh, we're going to be here longer than we thought we were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and as each day passed uh, in the first week, uh, things evolved. We arrived there thinking, okay. Uh, we're going to take care of their immediate needs mm-hmm. and we're going to get them a uh, home care where somebody comes in like six hours a day and does the stuff they can't or shouldn't do anymore and just helps take care of them in general and then gets the hell out of there. And then we saw a couple of these, that's ah, not going to be enough. Yeah. And so we thought, okay, 24 seven, mm-hmm. we're going to have somebody move in with them to give them 24 seven care. Cause that's what they're going to really need. Yeah. And then a couple of days later, it became apparent that wasn't going to be enough either and that there were problems with that idea. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, we moved on to uh, assisted living. And I, and I found a facility that U.S. News and World Report calls one of the best in the nation, which surprised me in Wichita. But there it is. <laughs> and, I, and I've seen it and it's lovely and it's amazing and the people are amazing. So I know that my folks, I left town knowing that they are uh, warm and safe and getting the best of care. Uh, and that they're getting uh, constant enough attention mm-hmm. that uh, that uh, I don't have to worry about them now after 
really taking care of them for uh, nearly a month. And know? again, none of that would have happened had you not been there to make sure you were, they were shepherded through that entire process. I mean, that's I mean, thank God you were around to uh, race up there and, and make sure it was all accomplished for your parents. You. I can't imagine what they would have done had you not been there. Thank you for uh, letting me share a lot of that with you sure. uh, by telephone and text uh, mm -hmm. while I was away. Uh, uh, because I wanted you to suffer too, uh, and <laughs> but, and, and I, I was I was bitter. Somebody said yesterday uh, they were mad, uh, partly mm. mad that that this was going to be my last newscast this week, and I uh, and they were I, they were also mad about the fact that I've been gone for a month that I'm yeah. I've been gone for a month and coming back in and do one and then that's it. Mm. Well, that's not how it was supposed to go, and if I had my uh, pr preference, it, it wouldn't have gone that way. Uh, and I was bitter at first when I learned that uh, I was within two newscasts. Yeah. After writing this story for five years, mm -hmm. I was within two newscasts of a perfect finish. Yeah. Of, of, of Trump goes out, I report he's gone, that's it, I'm done. Coitus uh, interruptus, I think they call he's, it. He's he's the only reason I stuck around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you can imagine how I feel today. Uh -huh. uh, but I want to I, I want to lead into something here because on if I may take some time, and I'm sorry to burn up so much time. No, this, no, no. Take the, all the time you need, man. As you will recall, mm -hmm. uh, my father and I had a serious, serious dust up of, oh, yeah. about a year and a half ago uh, over Trump and politics and yeah. Fox News and why he never listened to my podcast. Yeah. And it was bitter, and we didn't speak for months, and uh, ugly, ugly, irretractable things were said. Uh, not so much by me, by the way, mm -hmm. <laughs> but but it, it was that ugly. And, uh, you know, I, I just I just carried on and, and tried to live with that. Um, we eventually never spoke of that subject again. Uh, reestablished our sort of father-son relationship without that in the mix, and uh, things were going pretty well. And then, and then uh, my dad called. I, I'd, for a year, I'd been saying, "Dad, you know, do you need help? Do you need me to come there?" And he'd always say, "No, not not yet. Now's not the time." Yeah, yeah. And and within two shows of finishing my five-year story, uh, I he calls one evening. He sounds terrible. I say, do you need help? He says, yeah. And I, I said, do you need me to come there? And he said, I, I want to say yes. <laughs> yeah. So the next morning I, I, we were in the car. And uh, because I, you have to change, thanks to Reagan and deregulation of airlines, mm -hmm. you, you have to have a connecting flight to get to Wichita from pretty much anywhere on the planet, <laughs> yeah. uh, including <laughs> including Kansas City. No, I'm exaggerating. But, <laughs> Stubville is a difficult climb. <laughs> ex yeah. Exactly, yeah. You can get direct flights to Stubville. <laughs> direct, flights, direct flights don't go to Wichita. <laughs> uh, but at any rate, it, I just felt it was unsafe. Too many airports, too, too many people. I, I just didn't want to take the chance. We were much more in control and remained in control of traveling by car, and we did it in did that in record time also. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, we got there and, uh, you know, I've talked about how, how that all evolved. Uh, we found ourselves in the position of making a lot of decisions for parents who were unable or unavailable to make those decisions, yeah. like which pictures to keep, uh, yeah. which things to move to the new apartment, which involved knowing the measurements of the new apartment, in assisted living and the measurements of the furniture and what pieces would fit mm -hmm. and what was needed and all of that, you know. So I, I did, I did drawings, Bob, of, wow. of the apartment with where the furniture went, uh, you know, that that kind of detail. Uh, Marsha, this is the kind of stuff she thinks of. Had a, a new rubber stamp printed up for them, you know, for return address on envelopes. Uh, so with their new address on it, once that was established, but we we had to make all these these decisions and. Uh, we, we signed, I have a power of attorney uh, for my folks, so I, I signed a lot of documents on their behalf. Was that, did you uh, set up the power of attorney while you were there, or was that something no, you did no, beforehand? No, 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 that, that had been done before. Oh, okay, uh, and, gotcha. Uh, you know, we're all, we're all glad about that. Mm -hmm. uh, in other words, I had to make all these decisions, and my folks actually trusted me with those decisions. They, to my surprise, uh, they let me make decisions that I thought I might face resistance on. Hmm. And and they were amazingly just the, the amount of trust they put into me was humbling. 
That's incredible, especially after the butting of heads that you ended up yeah, engaging right. in with your dad. And as you but said, wait. No, for no fault of your own. <laughs> but yeah. wait, there's more. And this, okay. will lead us, this will lead us back into the news, I think. Oh, um, all right. So I get home and uh, I get I, I get to check up on my folks and and uh, people from the from the the, the 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 manor we'll call it because that's part of its name yeah uh, will call me and uh, give me little reports on on what they're doing and how they're doing which <laughs> is great you know because you got a spy report, reporting to <laughs> oh, you man. you know about their attitudes and what they like and what they don't like and mm -hmm. what's working and what isn't working and you know so you pretty much know everything that's going on it's kind of interesting um but it, so all this trust had, had been put in me and 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 then i get these calls and one day uh, the nurse or whoever calls and says um your dad would like to listen to your shows wow holy shit he wants to know how he can do that she said we we have an ipad here we can bring it up on how, how do we get it yeah and uh, so i told her and uh i talked to my dad uh this morning, and I, I know I'm leaving out part of the story here, but I, I talked to my dad this morning, and uh, he said that they had played for him uh, my January 7th episode, last episode before I left, uh, for him. And he said, you could be very proud of what you've done. Oh, buzz. Oh, my God. That's great. Yeah. That's yeah. so wonderful to hear. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been following this saga because maybe not to the extremes that you and your dad uh, had endured, but, it, you know, I think we all in some way have a situation where we've got a, a relative or a parent who uh, just doesn't see eye to eye with us on, on politics. And that's a very kind way of putting it. I mean, there's lots, of, lots of headbutting going on. And uh, it's so nice to hear that that has been kind of resolved where oh, yeah. not only it's yeah. not only about politics but it's about your relationship with him and that Trust. the pride of a father in his son right. it's something that we all seek to a certain extent from our dads and you know maybe it's because we are where we are in our lives where he is in his life maybe mm -hmm. or or maybe and this is what i prefer to believe yeah that like a lot of americans like a lot of trump voters like a lot of republicans dads come around Hmm. I, I I truly think that the events of January 6th uh, went over the line for him and a lot of other Trump voters and Republican voters. You know, we often talk about the, the Trump voters who are on the fringes of kind of knowing right from wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, and, right, and there right, there, there right. are people on the edge right, right there between right. Uh, being a Trump supporter and just being a rank-and-file Republican. And uh, there are people who can be uh, rescued and, and deprogrammed, uh, as the saying goes. I think it's a, it's a brainwashing of my dad. I think that's what Jen Senko did with her right. dad, was able to right. bring him back from the brink just by exposing him to different information and by the uh, way yeah by the, by the way a lot of uh, young people are going through this now or younger people are going through this now with their parents mm -hmm. over QAnon, and oh. i'm seeing article after article over the last several days about uh, daughters and sons who say I, i've lost my parents yeah i've lost. so back you know a couple of few years ago when some of us were saying i've lost my parents to trump now People are saying, I've lost my parents to QAnon. Jesus, which is worse, which is actually yeah. worse. If there was one thing that would be worse than losing your parents to Trump, be losing your parents wow. to a goddamn conspiracy theory cult. Jesus Christ. Well, I, I couldn't be happier for you. I, I think you. that's a, such a wonderful story and, and a wonderful uh, outcome, a wonderful uh, exclamation mark at the end Indeed. of Indeed. Uh, a very harrowing time. And look, I mean, even oh. beyond that, I can't even imagine... Uh, how great it must have been when you guys returned home after oh, all of that and you walked oh. in. It was like, did, did cereal taste better? Did, did the sun <laughs> rise more beautifully? I mean, it was the sand warmer it, under your feet. You know, it uh, was, and, and of course they're experiencing bitter, unbelievable cold all the way down into Texas now. Mm. So certainly Kansas is in the, the midst of that. Yeah. Uh, it, that, severe weather hadn't hit i mean we got out of there in time uh by the next day or so arkansas which is one of the places we passed through uh was was coated with ice so yeah, we yeah. got out of there in time when we got back when we crossed the florida state line the sun came out oh 
Nice. <laughs> we we hadn't seen the sun. It had been cold, not like it is now, but it had been cold and and damp and gray. And then we got back to well, not necessarily the Florida state line, but as we got back closer to our house, the sun came out. There was a beautiful sunset, and we arrived home. And yeah, it was good to see the kiddies again, Sherlock and Watson, and uh, and uh, <laughs> begin to begin to put our lives back together. And, and I knew it was going to take a week to do that and to catch up on yeah. some medical appointments, dentist and eye doctor and those kinds of things that I, that I'd missed uh, yeah. you know, I, during see, my absence. I, I thought you were going to say the, the sun came out and just after the sun came out, a guy who wrestles alligators for a living flipped you the bird. I thought exactly because <laughs> you're not back in Florida unless no. you've been flipped off by a guy who wrestles alligators. Well, I guess it isn't official yet. <laughs> Thank you, Florida. <laughs> Maybe a good way to segue out of this, talking uh-huh. about uh, parents and, and children, is to uh, talk about uh, Claudia and Kellyanne Conway uh, on American <laughs> Idol. And look, this is not something I normally talk about. I don't normally talk about reality right. shows, reality show stars. That's something we maybe occasionally talk about it on the after party. Did it for four years. Yeah, well, in this case, with uh, Kellyanne Conway, this is a matter of... Once again, as predicted, people trying to normalize and rehab these people right. who were villains for four years, and, and especially with Kellyanne Conway, who I've been describing as the mouth of Sauron. In fact, our friend Stephen Weber, this is one of my favorite people in the world, he, yep. <laughs> he described Kellyanne Conway as being a, a sleeve of saltines. That and that's that's exactly oh, fucking right. That's that's it's giving it's giving saltines not enough credit, I think. I, or the other way around. Somebody, I no, he, she's too thin for that even. Uh, but but I but I completely agree. Yeah. I don't know what 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 show is this? What network? America's a, Kids, Amer- American Idol. America's. Oh, I thought America's Kids Got Dancing. You know, maybe one of those. <laughs> Uh, that's not even a show, Buzz. What are you talking oh, about? <laughs> what time is it now? Because it by the end, I mean, if you see week after week, they come up with this. I, I stole that from Thirty Rock, but uh, so funny. Any, anyway, it, you know, it, it, yeah, it is unfortunate. This is exactly how we got Trump. Yeah, and, yeah, and we just don't need this, and we certainly don't need to reward that behavior or no. try to try to make these folks seem normal again. Yeah. I, you know, I, I have not yet forgiven NBC for hiring Donald Trump as host of the apprentice and then celebrity apprentice. Oh yeah. I, I, I they're at fault here. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but they are at fault here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've all heard the stories from Noel Kassler and all the rest of it. They normalized Donald Trump through 12 years of television programming. That was this platform upon which he was able to leap into the presidency. That's right. what gave him the Q score, the uh, public cred, to be able to make that kind of uh, move into politics. Scary. Yeah. Scary. And, and this is, I mean, again, uh, Kellyanne Conway was out in the White House lawn every fucking day, justifying through her dissembling and her double speak and her media training bullshit every fucking day justifying every single horrible trump thing and now uh american idol's like oh yeah come on on we're, we're gonna help you out here we're gonna make you seem like a human being again and kellyanne conway yeah great let's do that i mean this was recorded i believe they taped this back in the fall so is prior to the whole dust up over the holidays with the naked picture of claudia appearing in kellyanne conway's twitter feed oh yeah so it wasn't the holiday it was after the holidays well there was a whole thing and i don't know what (laughs) uh, don't even ask me to describe what the hell actually happened there because we still don't know but this is so this was taped before all of that happened but they were still constantly butting heads where I think Claudia was accusing Kellyanne of uh, abuse, either verbal abuse. I'm not sure about the physical abuse aspect of this, but there were lots of terrible things. But that's not even the point. The point is much broader in terms of allowing these people to somehow rehabilitate themselves, whether it was Sean Spicer or Rick Perry or any of these guys turning up on Dancing with the Stars or America's Kids Got Dancing. (laughs) go thank you and so this is the 19th season of this show debuted on february 14th it uh, they promoted claudia's appearance from its first ad break that teaser features judge Katy perry asking the youth with some deliberateness are you okay and then claudia replies no and then uh, when kellyanne conway came on 
She said, uh, she said to Claudia, winners are people who are willing to lose. So there's a little jab against Donald Trump. But again, it's a sour jab against Donald Trump. Because what this is, this is Kellyanne Conway trying to distance herself, but not quite distance herself from Donald Trump. This is, uh, I'm giving you a little something here to make me seem like a better person. But the people who love Donald Trump aren't going to understand what that was. They're going to apply that saying, to the Democrats and not against Trump, which is how I think it was intended. So again, I it's doublespeak. Th- there's this ravenously hungry monster called television uh, that that keeps looking for new and cheap programming, reality programming, the cheapest they can produce, yeah. which is why there's so much of it. Right, right. Uh, and, and because uh, America got dumber and, and ate it up. And uh, you can trace it back to certainly to the Kardashians and perhaps before that, mm-hmm. when America started paying attention to the wrong fucking things. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, I'm sorry, but eyes on eyes on the prize, people. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. Well, there was another story going around today talking about Dwayne Johnson, you know, The Rock, uh, yes, running for president. It's oh. like, no, 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 no. I mean, he might be well, a good guy and he might be a great actor and a great wrestler and whatever, but let's not have any more novelty presidents. Didn't we do that and it was a well, fucking disaster? You know, why do you think NBC has a new sitcom called Young Rock? Yeah, yeah. And there's the other layer to all of this, which is that uh, Donald Trump himself is still wildly popular among Republican voters. In fact, there was a poll going around, I think it was a morning consult (laughs) poll or something to that effect about uh, 2024. It basically put Donald Trump at the top of the heap by a long shot. I mean, he is way far and above uh, the second Uh, place uh, candidate. I I really have to add a qualifier to that. That's the percentage among remaining Republican voters. Hundreds of thousands of people who were registered Republican have changed their registration since January 6th. Interesting. Hundreds of thousands in at least 25 states across the country. People are... So if 80% of Republicans support Trump, for example, I'm pulling that number out of thin air. Yeah. And that group has dropped by a third let's say yeah uh we're not talking about as many people mm-hmm. and so although a number like 80 percent of republicans believe this yeah but it, when it gets down to there are only six of them why do we care yeah uh keep in mind that when you hear a statistic like that that is of the remaining republican voters and that number has already shrunk i think you will see it continue to do so as the prosecutions and investigations continue. Well, in a Republican primary, who are those people going to vote for? Are they going to return home when the rubber hits the road? You know what I mean? Like right now, they're like, oh, fuck these guys. They're unserious and they did this thing on January 6th and it was awful. And then suddenly they're like, well, shit, I guess we got to find some home here. So we're going to go back to uh, the, the party that brung us. And so that's my concern is that the familiarity of all of this. It's like with those polls that show that Americans want term limits and then they vote for the same incumbents every single time they step into a voting booth. It's one of the major contradictions of uh, American voters. We do this all the time. So my thing is, are they going to get into the voting booth when they have their state primary and go, well, we know what this guy's about. Let's go with this guy again. And what happened with this morning consult poll on top of it, and I I completely concede what you're talking about with regard to, uh, it's a much smaller percentage of Republicans than may have been even a year ago. Right. But what happened was, he started at 54%. After January 6th, it dropped down to 42%. And then after he was a quitted the other day, it jumped back up to 54%. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's terribly surprising. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, I think those are, are related to the events in the news. I think time will have a different effect. I, I know as, uh, Trump will be 78 in 2024. <clears throat> yeah. uh, y- you see how far from lucid he is already. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Republicans, I, I think here's what I think you're going to see, and certainly this is what will happen if Mitch McConnell gets his way. Yeah. And, and I want to talk about that because everything horrible you can say about Mitch McConnell is true, but he's very, very good at, <laughs> at certain things. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, he, he voted for acquittal on a technicality and then turned around and uh, summed up the, the prosecution's 
a case. Mm-hmm. And he did it very, very well. Why did he do those two things? Why, why, why did he do those two things and so close together? What the hell does that mean? It means that he's looking, he, he had to vote to acquit to appease the voter base he has at the moment. But he also knows that things are headed away from Trump. And uh, that's where he wants to move the party. He's been repulsed all along. Oh, sure, he was uh, crass enough to to cash in on on the Trump bandwagon uh, for his own political gains and goals and ideals. Uh, but but he really hated the guy, <laughs> uh, he, and and now he has a chance to move away from him, yeah. and he sees the need among the voters to move away from him. When you look at those poll numbers, when you hear poll numbers, pay special attention. Are we talking about all voters? Or are we talking about Republican voters? Because if we're talking about Republican voters, you're talking about a shrunken minority. Yeah, it, it was a minority to begin with, and now after January sixth, trust me, it's much smaller. Well, yeah, that, that's great for the general, but you know, we're still talking about a nomination process that will be exclusively Republican voters, and I think that's what this morning consult uh, poll was uh, evaluating. Right, here in terms right. Of the no, primaries. I, I, I understand, and yeah. and right now that's all that's all they have. And the other thing I'd say is not only is Trump going to be uh, much older, yeah, uh, and and I just don't consider him much of a threat in many ways. He's finished, not just because of age, but because of the taint on him <laughs> at this point. Yeah. And I'm sorry I even brought that up. I wish um, I could I wish I could be on board with you and Donald Trump's taint, but you know, <laughs> I'm seeing these numbers and I'm uh, my level of cynicism about American voters right now is maybe at an all-time low. Even after 2020 and the outcome of that election, I just I'm not feeling really good about where we are as a country because I no, I just true. I don't know my my gut is telling me that we, and when I say we, obviously, p- present company accepted, we don't, uh, there's a vast number of people outside of our world here on the show, our, our circle of friends, that just doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> just don't no, know what I they're know talking that. about. So, I know that. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. But I also know that uh, a lot of Republicans, a mm. lot of conservatives, a lot of Trump voters were disgusted by the events of January 6th. Yeah. Were surprised. They didn't think it would come to that. And there it was, and it was ugly, and it was horrible. And uh, many of them watched the trial. And the the result is, as as NPR and others have reported, hundreds of thousands of registered Republicans have switched their registrations Mm -hmm. since January 6th. Continue, as Trump continues to be investigated and prosecuted and sued, watch for those to go down because he becomes loser, 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 loser. Yeah. And whereas he got he skated by the Senate, but as Mr. McConnell said, he didn't get away with anything yet. <laughs> That's and, right. And, and, and this is absolutely true. Uh, there, there's a lot now. A lot of people say, uh, you know, play that uh, Keenan Thompson bit, uh, ain't nothing going to happen. But, but, but. I, you know, with you can only dodge so many bullets, and if you're being shot at by a machine gun of lawsuits and and criminal charges, it's going to be hard not to get hit by at least one of them. That's true. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, that's possible that that could eat away at his lead enough to. And I can't believe we're talking loser, about loser, Donald loser, Trump loser, as the front loser. runner for something yeah. again. Jesus. Well, I mean, yeah, there's, it's, there's it's enough time. Too, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's much too early. Uh, give this a little time. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to see it now. I, I listen. I I know we have a serious problem. We have a huge percentage of voters in this country, not as big as it was before January 6th, but mm-hmm. a huge percentage of voters in this country who lost their minds. They, yeah, yeah. they are brainwashed. They are off the track. They are confused. This, by the way, is not uncommon during a pandemic, and I'll report more about that on Friday as well. Gotcha. But uh, there's a lot of that sort of uh, craziness, conspiracy theories and all that out there. QAnon is still with us. It didn't go away. The guy who the 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 PizzaGate gunman, uh, he's out of jail now. Ugh, fuck. Uh, the 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 head of uh, what is one of the monkey boys or whatever one of the groups was that you know that, that assisted monkey Trump boys, in, yes. in this in this raid. Uh-huh. Uh, Oath Keepers, the head of the Oath Keepers, right, uh, is not backing down from any of his propaganda, despite the investigations and charges that that he seeks. Yeah. So, uh, the, yeah. Oh, I'm very much aware of the darkness that is still out there. Yeah. And yeah. I'm I'm very much aware of the size of that darkness. 
I'm just saying, and I and this is the theme for my newscast Friday. Everything's different today. And, you know, while uh, you are looking at the cup half full, as you're wont to do, I'm still gazing longingly into that darkness. So maybe longingly is the wrong way to put it. I'm, I'm just reluctantly gazing into the darkness and trying to figure out where all of this goes from almost like a futurist point of view. I'm just trying to anticipate what's uh, how this continues to evolve, how the current political trends continue to play out over the next uh, three or four I, I years. Hope- I hope in the next uh, six months or so that your glass is more full. Mm. Half-empty yeah. glasses can be filled. <laughs> Me too. And I hope it's half-filled with bourbon. Thank you very much. <laughs> I can make that happen. Oh, thank you. Well, if something is interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, consider our sponsor, BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P. BetterHelp seeks to provide professional help with ease. It's not a crisis line. This is professional counseling done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match with a licensed professional therapist. Start communicating in under 48 hours, connecting in a safe, private, online online environment. Send a message to your counselor and receive a timely response. Schedule weekly video or phone sessions. Whatever works for you. Anything you share is confidential. If you want to try a new therapist, it's simple and free to switch. BetterHelp says they're more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. Start living a happier life today. You'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash sexy liberal. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Go to BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P dot com slash sexy liberal and receive 10% off your first month. BetterHelp.com slash sexy liberal. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. The great Michael McDermott, a song called Contender. This is from his latest album, What in the World. He's got a brand new live album out right now, michaelmcdermott.com. Link in the description to support all of uh, Michael McDermott's amazing, amazing work. One of our favorites here on the show. bobseska.com slash music if you want to submit. Yeah. Funny you should say uh, he has a live album out because even before you said that, before I knew that, I'm listening to the song and I'm thinking, oh, this is the kind of song you want to hear live. Yes, and this song <laughs> is on the live album. There's a live yeah, performance on sense. the live album of this song, Contender. And what a great tune. that makes us miss live music, so damn him. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I always feel bad. This is my pitch to you uh, listening to help support all of our independent yes. bands because they can't yes. tour. They haven't been able to tour all year. And if you're an independent recording artist, if you're an independent band, that's the way. That's how you make your bread and butter. That's the entire deal right there. And the album sales certainly help support online with Spotify and so on, downloads. That's always good. But it's the touring. And every musician I've talked to about this, you know what? The thing that's killing me the most is I, I can't perform. I can't go out and tour. Yeah. That means merch. That you, you can't sell your merch except for online. But, I mean, again, you want to sell to the people firsthand at these shows, and uh, you can't do it because wow. of all this madness and, and you know it's it's to a large degree it's about sharing the music with other people and so it's kind of nice to see the other people when you're sharing it yeah exactly right yeah, well yeah. oh by by the way uh i wanted to mention i, I got my covid shot also uh, we got our covid shots oh that's after great, we yeah. got after we got back to florida and it, it was a fascinating experience yes yeah. it sounds just like that uh <laughs> we we stood in line again inside and once you get inside uh, they have chairs i guess like folding chairs set up mm-hmm. uh like a socially distanced classroom or like a socially distanced uh, airline cabin. Yeah. And there are aisles and the nurses would start at the back of the aisle with a cart and uh, come up the aisle and give people their shots. Mm-hmm. And when they got up to me, I said, uh, I'll take a Bloody Mary and some of those little pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> Which... They- <laughs> 
they, I wish they, I, I wish I would have been there with a little rim shot for you. They they responded with, "Oh, we love a Bloody Mary." <laughs> oh they, man! They asked me afterward if I was. They don't let you go until they're sure you're feeling okay. So you have to hang around like 15 minutes or so to make sure you don't uh, get dizzy or something. And and I'm leaving, and uh, like the head nurse comes over and says, "Are you you feeling okay?" And I said, "I feel great, but what about these pink monkeys?" <laughs> And she said, "She said, oh, that's a common side effect. <laughs> Monkeys. <laughs> yeah, you may oh, see them too. Oh, shit, yeah. So you've had both the shots, right? You've had the double. No, just one. Oh, one just the so one. Far, oh, okay. And, but, I have, but I have an appointment. There's, there's a dose waiting for me. Huh, how many times have I heard that? <laughs> there's, a, there's a dose waiting for me uh, for us uh, in like a couple of weeks. Well, from what so I've heard after that second shot, that's when you see the pink monkeys. That's what I'm told. <laughs> yeah, it's the second yeah. shot that's the doozy uh, of Mixed the two Mixed reports. I, I believe that's more true with the Moderna vaccine. And ah. I don't know why people call it Mo- Moderna. Moderna. Uh, but I, I hear like a lot of uh, it was news anchors. David Muir, I think, says Moderna. Um, <laughs> okay, I think it's I think it's just Moderna. But yeah. uh, I'm from Kansas. Well, so see, I I say Pfizer, so that's how I'm, I'm <laughs> well, always mispronouncing now, this shit. That that deserves a rim shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Hey, so seldom go. get one of those. Yeah, uh, so I, I got the Pfizer vaccine. I don't think it's uh, side effects are as much. I mean, the, I know the second one, regardless of vaccine, hits everybody a little harder than the first. The yeah. first was nothing for right. me. Right, and yeah. so I'm ex- I'm expecting to be the next one to be slightly more than nothing, but uh, <laughs> okay. that's about it. So uh, back to Mitch McConnell here, real quick, yeah. because here's what Mitch McConnell's actually in the process of doing. This kind of explains his uh, vote to acquit, but then that uh-huh. lengthy speech uh-huh. he gave on the floor of the Senate right afterward, he said, Long "Oh yeah, totally, totally guilty. You did all that crap." Uh, no. Here, Mitch McConnell is trying desperately to hold his party together, and it's. What he's right. actually doing, right. he he may actually be exacerbating the problem. He may actually be splitting the party <laughs> further apart by okay, let's see. trying let's to have see. it both ways. Because already Matt Gates is out there screaming about Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Mitch McConnell betrayed them and everything like that. I'm sure Donald right. Trump is not happy with Mitch McConnell either. I'm sure they, Donald yeah. Trump saw everything, including sure. Junior Junior saw all of that too. And by the way, third place in the latest polls for uh, the 24 primaries. Oh, stop uh, it. Junior. It's too early. It's just, just stop I know, it. I know. Just, it's, it's just too stop early. it. I know. I know. <laughs> I no, I know. Bad, bad podcast host. So, uh, you know, as we've been talking about here, uh, Trump was acquitted for the second time in 13 months. Then he presented this statement afterward. It was just more of his whiny bullshit, like always. He said, I always have and always will be a champion for the unwavering rule of law. <laughs> that gets a that, That's a... I think there needs to be a laugh track with this. Uh, the unwavering rule of law he supports, along with the heroes of law enforcement... Uh, another rim shot for him. And the right of Americans to peacefully and honorably debate the issues of the day without malice and without hate. What? Who the fuck wrote this? <laughs> it definitely is not Donald Trump because Donald Trump is the right. epicenter of everything that is malice and hate and, you know, contempt for the rule of law, contempt for the Constitution. I think I say this in my report coming up, and I'm not sharing everything, but but he's their problem now. And yeah. yes, yes, see, in addition to a shrunken minority party, uh-huh. take a minority party, you shrink it, and then divide it in half. How do you think the next elections are going to go? <laughs> right. If there if there are two Republican candidates and one Democrat on the ballot, one Republican candidate calling themselves something else, uh, how's that going to go for either of the Republican parties uh, against a Democratic vote, especially mm-hmm. after what we've been through? Yeah. I, I'm not as worried. I'm worried about the fact that QAnon is still out there. I'm worried about the fact that Matt Gates and, uh, and Ron DeSantis and other idiot assholes are still out there. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am worried God, man. about you, you come back from Kansas after six weeks and you're just letting the obscenities fly. I love this yeah, version I, of Buzz I, Burbank. I, I, I love I retired well, Buzz Burbank. Yeah, that's really what we're looking at here. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, at this point, I think we all recognize why the Democrats decided not to call any witnesses after that vote. I know some people are still wringing their hands about that. I was not oh, happy please, when it yeah. first when it first came down. I said, "Well, what mm. what the hell is this all about?" Because they do these things, and it's taking place <laughs> live on, and everybody's watching. This is a big fucking event. It's the second impeachment of Donald Trump. It's, he's on I know, trial. I know. I know. And uh, and there's no explanation. This is, we're, we're having this vote, and we successfully win the opportunity My, to have witnesses. And then 
We don't call any witnesses. And granted, (laughs) these are all witnesses that wouldn't sit there on the floor of the Senate and be questioned. They would all be witnesses via deposition. But we find out later, and this makes total sense. I completely understand this explanation. What they wanted is they wanted Jamie Herrera Butler's statement about Kevin McCarthy and Kevin McCarthy's conversation with Donald Trump. They wanted that entered into the record. And by you know, passing a procedural vote on witnesses, they were able to do that. That was the goal of that vote. We didn't know that at the time. We didn't recognize that this was the uh, was part my, of the process. My progressive friends are so accustomed to being butt hurt from the last four years. <laughs> I'm raising my hand. My butt was hurt. That's for sure. Yeah. When that went down, there's there's so accustomed to that that that's the now default response yeah. to just about anything that happens and it goes back to that thing i said before is oh we're screwed we're never going <laughs> to overcome this you know and 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 i understand hey listen no i get it i know where that came from mm. i i went through the same 5 years you did uh but uh, you just can't uh, there comes a point where you have to realize you've won yeah. and even though we didn't win conviction we won that trial. Oh yeah, we yeah. so so won that trial. Yeah, uh, and and so yeah, yeah, and that all goes into the history books and the report of the the two six commission or one six commission goes into the history books mm-hmm. as well uh, for for that and, and and all of the rest of it and the prosecutions and the lawsuits that are yet to come. Uh, Donald Trump faces a world of hurt. Uh, his, his life is going to be overrun, inconvenienced, and expensive. Yeah. Uh, and so one way or another, uh, justice will be meted out. Karma is on its way home. Well, here's me digging out of my pit of despair from the uh, right. the witness vote the other morning. I was noticing that there was a, a, a poll by Reuters, I believe it was, that said I think 73% of American voters were following closely the uh, impeachment trial of Donald Trump. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so I was kind of looking at those proceedings through their eyes. And obviously, 99.9% of the process was so professionally and Amazing. brutally laid out at our feet in terms Perfect. of the house managers such an Perfect. incredible job done by every single last one of them and it seemed like if you're putting yourselves in the shoes of a rank and file voter who may not be as aware of the procedure and following the process as closely or as mm. with as much erudition as some of the rest of us then you're seeing this as Oh, the Democrats get to the one foot line and then they bail out. A lot pay. of people, a lot of people saw it that way. And I and listen, I know the Democrats have punted and failed on things before, but yeah. that was before Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, things, <laughs> the Democrats buckled down and got serious and started yeah. paying closer attention uh, with Trump. And so I think we're dealing with uh, somewhat different. And by the way, younger in many cases, Democrats now. Uh, who absolutely made it clear they knew what they were doing. They put their faith in Jamie Raskin. Uh, Raskin did have to confer with Chuck Schumer, but uh, I still think they made the right decision. Uh, This would have dragged out this trial and this verdict for months until it was forgotten. The case had been made. The case had been proven. No Republican minds were going to be changed by witnesses, so that would have been a waste of time. Mm -hmm. Uh, There would have had to be court procedures and subpoenas and challenges uh, to even get these people deposed, much less called. This this ain't, uh, somebody said, the Law and Order SVU, where uh, you you know you call a witness, you subpoena a witness, and four hours later they're on the stand. It doesn't work that way right. in, the, in, yeah, in a Senate impeachment trial. It just doesn't. Yeah. And you don't know what you're asking for when you ask for for witnesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Democrats achieved their goal. They got it into the record, and they not only got it into the written record that most people won't read. They got it on television. Yeah, they got it. They got it in the show. Mm-hmm. It had been reported outside of the impeachment trial, but when they when they when they sneaked it into the show, uh, that that was the important getting it on the record and getting it in front of the American people. That's right. Well, on top of everything else that Donald Trump's facing right now, there's a brand new lawsuit being filed by Congressman mm-hmm. Benny Thompson, a, a Benny. Democrat, a Democrat from Mississippi, no less. Yeah, uh, he's filed a lawsuit against both Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump in his own personal capacity. This is not a House of Representatives lawsuit right. against Trump and Rudy. Yeah, this is a personal lawsuit by this guy, Benny Thompson, this 
this member of Congress. And one of the things he's invoking the Ku Klux Klan Act mm-hmm. of uh, 1871 and Section 1985 was intended to protect against conspiracies through violence and intimidation that sought to prevent members of Congress from discharging their official duties. The statute was enacted to, in response to violence and intimidation in which the Ku Klux Klan and other organizations were engaged during that time period. Of course, uh, you know, during the Reconstruction era post-Civil War, African Americans rose to prominence in many uh, municipalities as well as members of Congress, uh, senators, and so on. African Americans were flourishing in that period of time. And then in comes the Ku Klux Klan, in comes the end of Reconstruction and the beginning of right. Jim Crow to basically cut that entire process off at the knees. And so this member of Congress is invoking that in a it's, very appropriate way, linking up Donald Trump and linking up all of these groups that support Donald Trump with the KKK in that form of uh, intimidation. I, I think it's a brilliant strategy. Yeah. I have no idea what a judge has to say about that uh, with their uh, legal knowledge. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, I, I think it's uh, what he did was he took his finger out of the dike, and here yeah. come the floodwaters. Uh, this is but the beginning. Uh, the E. Jean Carroll lawsuit, uh, of course, is still very much in play. That's perhaps so far the biggest lawsuit he faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, there will be, uh, thanks to Benny and and, and others, there there will be many more. Yeah. Uh, this this is how uh, Trump will be spending his time over the next uh, few years, uh, at least until he goes to jail, which is entirely possible. Yeah. Now, you know, people say, "Ah, oh, ain't nothing going to happen." No, you wait and see what the Fulton. County uh, officials have to say about that, yeah, uh, and and the uh, Secretary of State of Georgia see what they have to say about that. Drove by the Secretary Georgia Secretary of State's office on my way to Kansas. In hmm. fact, oh yeah, yeah, and then on top of all of that, Nancy Pelosi is now talking about this uh, independent 9/11 style commission to put together a report right. to investigate what happened during the insurrection. I think this is all a positive move. In fact, I think it should be expanded. There was a series of these sorts of commissions formed in the 1970s following all of those assassinations, and they actually investigated. Right. Everything. They, they reopened mm-hmm. the, the Kennedy assassination, the first Kennedy mm-hmm. assassination, John F. Kennedy. Right. They they right. looked at the Robert F. Kennedy assassination. They looked at the MLK assassination and, and looked at the, all of those things in Congress with each other. And, in Congress, in yeah, context, yes. Yeah, yeah, and then formed a report out of all of that. And that was all very effective. In fact, that's where they established that there may have been a conspiracy in the JFK assassination. And right. so um, I think what they need to do is group this group the insurrection in with some of the other things that need a full and unfettered I, congressional investigation. From from what I read, they can and probably will. Mm. Uh, the, the 9-11 Commission, and in many ways, that tragedy was more cut and dried than is this one. Yeah. Uh, that, that took 15 months. So we're talking about a long time and a chance for people... You know, it's really important that we don't forget, and mm-hmm. and I I don't think we will. There's a great temptation to move on. I see a lot of people saying, "I don't want to ever hear his name again. I don't want to talk about him again. He's gone." I forget our, our time is, and it's true. Our time is better spent yeah. on focusing the agenda. We now have the opportunity to pursue. We haven't had this opportunity. We have it now. You are home from Kansas. You can now go about your life. Uh, go. Uh, everything is different today. Yeah. Uh, and and, and I, I think we have to do that. But but at the same time, there's no reason these other investigations and prosecutions cannot continue. And certainly with the uh, with a one six commission uh, that. Uh, you know, we would, it would expand. It would, you know where it's going to lead. It's going to lead to Trump. Yeah. And, and and so, yeah, it has to be pursued. And that, too, can be part of the written history of this terrible era. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the other things that needs to be investigated into this commission, I think, is Donald Trump's response to COVID. This all needs to be codified. This all needs to be put on the record for posterity so that we never forget what exactly has happened this last four years. There there had already been talk of a commission for that, uh, a 9-11-style commission uh, for what happened with COVID. Mm. Uh, And now, and it looks like it'll overlap and probably be overshadowed by uh, this uh, sort of one-six commission, I nobody else has called it that. I I am, yeah. Uh, and, until we get a better name for it, uh, but but it, they, I think that the insurrection commission 
Biden's work will overshadow the work of the COVID commission. And yeah. my concern about that is if you saw John Oliver this week on HBO, uh, he, it was about how when the pandemic is over, we need to not forget that there's another pandemic other pandemics, plural, out there waiting for us and with climate change edging ever closer, let's, hey, let's try to be prepared next time. So mm -hmm. not only is it important that we not forget what's happened in this insurrection and the events leading up to it, uh, it's also important that we not forget the pandemic and the events that led up to it. Yeah, that we in fact, we were talking about that maybe uh, last week with Rocky Mountain Mike Buzz. We were talking about how this does not bode well. The reaction to COVID, which continues now to be dragged down by these people who are so utterly self-indulgent and entitled that they feel like, oh, fuck it, we don't need to do this. And by the way, we know more than all the world's top scientists, too, even though we have nothing to do with any of those fields. And this is the kind of shit that terrifies me, not only from the perspective of resolving this pandemic, but addressing the next pandemic, and then addressing, as you said, the climate crisis, which is going to require us to make certain sacrifices globally not just in our individual political spheres but we all have to engage in the sacrifice in order to get there and i feel like the american people just aren't prepared to make those sacrifices at well, least in a you're, you're, collective yeah, enough yeah, way to work yeah well uh, yeah we can't even lump a majority into that <clears throat> again i think uh, like the uh, diehard trumpsters that remain we're talking about a shrinking minority of people who are as you've described them the shirkers yeah uh i yeah they're out there there are too many of them and the reason uh, for their existence and their number is absurd and yet uh they are a minority and uh, if most of us and and i'm very impressed by the numbers of people who want to get vaccinated who do wear masks i saw something the other day three out of four people said they would be willing to continue to mask even after the pandemic is over wow. have you seen have you seen the flu numbers for this year no because there aren't any yeah. nobody got the flu i mean yeah, the numbers are minuscule compared to what they normally are and it's because of the precautions that most of us did take that's right so so uh, you know it, it really isn't fair to say that the american people are too stupid to to do because the american people as a vast majority have proven they they get it uh, even if they didn't get it at first they get it now yeah. uh the, the importance of wearing masks and although there are too many people who do not wear them uh they are a shrinking minority. If we got this, if we understood what we needed to do from the get-go, we wouldn't be talking about COVID right, right now. True. It would have been resolved Trump. back in July. But there's Blame enough Trump. of us. Yeah. Again, it's yeah. the we're not talking about uh, a majority here. What we're talking about are the flies in the ointment, and that's enough. There are enough flies in the ointment to be able. To be, there are enough Joe Rogans in the world saying, "Oh fuck it, I don't need to get a vaccine because I take care of myself and I eat right and I lift weights." Well, that's not going to help you. Stop with the bro side. Lots of people. Bro you know, operating yeah, marketing and bro science. But here's a leading up to this uh, this study. It was an interesting study. Uh, it was a high tech gathering of 49 tech thinkers, and it was held in a, a four day bubble we, without that, without a mask mandate. Remember we we had that job. We were tech thinkers. Remember that? <laughs> yes, I know. It's a great job. All we did is sit around and think about tech. Isn't think that tech, yeah. fun? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It was. Uh, they all got together in a four day bubble without a mask mandate after arrival. Plus, they had daily testing, and the result was 43%. 21 of the 49 tech thinkers got COVID-19 soon after, including the organizer uh, of the event. 0% of the masked support staff ended up getting COVID. So, again, the good obvious result here is that masks good work. Duh. Good experiment. Yeah. yeah, good job. That was fun. Yeah, I, I love that. it when they when they experiment on themselves. That's always right. a better way. If you're a shirker, if you're, I'm gonna, you're I'm a gonna tie my, I'm gonna tie myself to this bumper. Let's see what happens. <laughs> That's right. Holy shit! What's gonna happen if we get dragged behind this pickup truck? I don't know. Let's test it out and see. I think the science is wrong about what happens to the human body. <laughs> oh shit! Well. I gotta, I gotta say, say. once yeah. again. Oh, did we both say the same thing at we the same time? We both said, "Yeah, uh, hi, we're back." <laughs> <laughs> I 
It is so great to have you back. It's so great to have your voice in my headphones once Thank again. You. And uh, I, I again, I go back to what I said before. It's indescribable how much admiration I have for you. Ah. Especially, I mean, obviously going in, but especially after following your uh, hardships and travails over the last six weeks. Just an incredible Herculean effort that was put in. I think the number of times we wrote the word Herculean in, in text messages, I think we occupied that word for quite a while. We can't use it for a yeah, while. Yeah, we I did. Think. Yeah, yeah. Well, and what I want to say is thank you uh, for your personal support through this period of time and for letting me come back because I, I feel like I'm home now. Yeah. And, and also a big, a huge big thank you to Rocky Mountain Mike for uh, filling in and doing yes. such a great job of it. Again, I can't think of anyone I would have rather had do it, and I wish him continued recovery uh, from COVID-19, which, as he pointed out last week, is remarkable that he got it and I didn't. <laughs> Just incredible. Rocky underscore Mountain underscore Mike on Instagram. Mike wanted to one-up me on the uh, underscores and your... <laughs> social media <laughs> handle and so he did uh i only have one he's got two but nevertheless go follow him on instagram meanwhile buzz burbank news and comment the final edition coming wow this friday holy Thank shit you. that's gigantic this will be your last news and comment but as you said before you will continue on this show you're gonna have lots of presence elsewhere oh, in terms of you yeah you haven't gotten rid of me yet. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I've got an amazing yeah. guest for tomorrow on the interview show. I've got wow. uh, YouTube uh, music expert Rick Beato is going to be on tomorrow's show. We're going to talk about YouTube's uh, copyright policy and all kinds of other stuff, the current state of music in the country and so on. That's coming up tomorrow on the interview show. Meanwhile, Postmortem shows up next on our Patreon page. That's bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. Go sign up. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to hear the next 20 minutes of the show. Sorry, but get going. We'll see you over there, folks. Take care. Bye-bye. Buzz.